So my transgender nature didn't emerge until I was a little bit older. And so it wasn't until I was 28 that I had this sudden realization. I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm a woman. <laughs> and it was pretty funny because at the time I didn't actually know that being transgender was even a thing. <laughs> like I was totally clueless that we even existed. And so it wasn't until that first Google search where I typed, I feel like I'm a woman, <laughs> that I was able to make this connection between what I was experiencing and then what the word transgender even means. So yeah, that was quite the learning experience to say the least. <laughs> and so if we're able, if we fast forward just a few weeks after that realization, so I'm in my first therapy session and I'm talking to this super popular, highly sought after, gender affirming therapist, and she's in the heart of Los Angeles. And so I'm telling this woman about my situation and I'm telling her about my mental instability, my relationship instability, my housing and financial instability. <laughs> and then of course, on top of that, we have to add, okay, now I'm also experiencing gender instability. <laughs> so the theme of that meeting was basically me saying like, hey, uh, I'm not okay. <laughs> like, I'm just genuinely not okay as a person right now. And so as I'm telling her all of this, and I'm being totally upfront with what's going on in my life. And so then I also end up mentioning my plans. And, and I had these plans to go on a trip to India. And so I remember telling her that, look, you know, my relationship is over, my job is over, my housing is over, my old identity is over. It's like everything is over. And now I just found this opportunity to go live and work in an ashram in India that specializes in feminine healing. And so I've got just enough money to get a one-way ticket. And, you know, I just really, in my gut, I feel like this is something that I just need to go for. So I was telling her this plan and all about why this trip meant so much to me. And to my surprise, she immediately shot it down. And she's like, oh no, no, no. Like this does not sound like a good idea. And so from my perspective, I'm expecting her to say something like, you know, Lauren, you are super unstable. Uh, you know, you're irrational and delusional. <laughs> and I don't think you should be leaving the country right now. And so if she did say something like that, then I, I would have been like, okay, well, yeah, you kind of do have a point, <laughs> but that's not what she said. So instead she goes, I don't think that you should go to India because it's going to interfere with your transition. And I remember being so taken aback by that statement. And in my head, I'm like, lady, a transition right now? Are you out of your mind? Like on top of everything else that I'm going through, you think that I should add even more instability into my life? Like I literally can't even breathe right now. Like my life feels like it's over. And so if I can't even do that, like how am I gonna make these life-changing medical decisions? And so I just don't think that you're, you know, I, I didn't really feel like she was hearing me when I said, listen, I'm not okay right now. So yeah, and it just, that was my first experience with gender affirming medical care. And so before we go any further, 
I do need to give you a disclaimer. So obviously, this is a controversial topic that brings up all sorts of emotions. And I cannot even imagine how frustrating it must be to deal with a system that doesn't support you. So that is terrible and needs to change. But that's not actually what today's conversation is about. Instead, I want to speak more about my experience of living within an incredibly supportive system. And just to be clear, my experience of gender-affirming care is that, well, it's freaking amazing. And I'm so grateful for it. And I think that everybody should have access to it, of course. But in addition to it being wonderful, there's also something that I've noticed that just feels kind of weird. And so I don't actually know if I'm the only one who has felt this. So maybe you could let me know in the comments if you've had a similar experience to me. Uh, because here's the thing, like while yes, on one hand, this therapist was affirming my gender and that felt great. But still on the other hand, she was also failing to see the entirety of my situation. And it was like, she was blind to everything about me except for my gender. And she was under the impression that gender affirming care was like the key to solving all my problems. And it felt like when she was speaking to me, it was kind of like she wasn't actually speaking to somebody who has depth and nuance and complexity, but instead she's speaking to a transgender person. And just to be clear, I'm not saying that this was a bad thing, but what I am trying to do is like, just provide context for what feels like a larger dilemma that our community is being faced with. Because here's the thing, I've experienced this same dynamic from multiple different providers throughout my transition. It's like this weird vibe where the other person's energy is like muted and they're just going like, yes, 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 you are valid, I affirm you. <laughs> it's like, here, let me help you transition. And so I get that that's kind of like the implication of gender affirming care, but I also think that there's possibly an even more effective way of supporting trans people. Because think about it like this. What if I had happened to be younger or less self-aware or more desperate? Well, you better believe that I would have taken my therapist's advice. You know, I would have canceled my trip to India, which was life-changing by the way, and I would have jumped straight into a transition. And I would have done so under the impression that a transition was the key to solving all my problems. And it would have been like the system would have supported me in doing something that wasn't really right for me at that time. And so I would have disregarded my mental instability and I would have looked past this agitated, traumatized nervous system and I would have bypassed all my challenges and I would have taken this magic pill, right? Or, you know, if I were to say that another way, I would have looked past the entirety of my situation and I would have hyper-focused on this quick fix solution. And instead of seeing myself as a complex being with a, with a variety of needs, I would have simply seen myself as a transgender person. And so if I were to magnify this nearsighted perspective of I'm trans first and I'm a person second, and if I were to apply that to the entire medical system, well, that feels like something that feels out of balance, we'll just say, because we would be in a situation where our medical providers have to cram themselves inside of this one dimensional box of this 
like unconditional, no questions asked, gender affirmation. And instead of being able to show up fully with all of their gifts and skills, well, instead, this provider has to show up with uh, as this person that they are being told to be. So it's kind of like, here, I'm taking somebody who has committed their life to supporting trans people and they're kind and they're loving and they're understanding and they're gifted and intuitive and wise and and their heart is in the right place. And yet all they're allowed to say is, yes, (laughs) ma'am. And even though they're qualified and intelligent and experienced, still the only real option that they've been given is to blindly accept whatever I, the trans person, tells them. And so that right there is my apprehension about the way gender-affirming care is being executed, or at least the pressure that is being placed on the people that are executing it. Because when it comes to my healthcare, I need to know that my team is allowed to trust their intuition and speak their truth. Like, I need to know that my therapist is going to ask me the tough questions. I need to know that my doctor is willing to speak up about an underlying issue before they write me a prescription. Because like I said, if I were younger, more naive, more desperate, I would have been at risk for becoming a victim of just blind affirmation. And so in my opinion, I don't think that our healthcare workers and our medical professionals should feel so much pressure to say yes and only yes. Because you know what? Like, I actually trust these people. Like, I really do. And in my experience, these are smart people who truly deeply care about me. And so would it be so terrible that they felt a little bit more relaxed and that the standards weren't quite so intensely being placed on them and that they were able to just kind of like feel a little bit more permission to do what they do? Does that make sense? And so, yeah, I get that on one hand, this perspective might seem a little bit far out, like especially considering that most of the world hasn't even gotten to the point where gender affirmation is the standard of care. So please just recognize that I'm speaking about a situation that evolves out of the current one. And so it's like, what's going to happen after we get everything we want? Does that make sense? It's kind of like, okay, what happens after we win the war and you know, gender affirming care is the standard everywhere? Uh, because really at some point, the system is going to have to evolve beyond gender affirming care and it's going to need to be even better than 100% blind affirmation. So I guess that what I'm trying to say with all this is that our world is full of people who genuinely want to support us. This is something that I feel like we can bank on. And because being helpful is in their nature, it's actually in our best interest to create a system where they, meaning the providers, have permission to show up fully as themselves. And instead of treating these people as a means to an end, my hope is that in time, we will come to honor them as the complex, multidimensional, open-hearted healers that they are. And if we can do that, we'll be touching upon an even more effective model than gender affirmation. Because this will be a truly co-creative and cooperative system where we can utilize the full spectrum of skills and resources that our medical community brings to the table. 
And in my opinion, this is what's waiting up for us on the other side of gender affirmation. All right, my friend, that's all I've got. I'll see you in the next one.